Hello, my name's Steve Thomas, and this is Cacophony, music for the lockdown. Today I've got some music that's uplifting and life-enhancing at what frankly is a pretty difficult time. If you're listening historically, I'm saying this in the first week of June 2020, and we've all been heartbroken to see the images and understand something of what's going on in the United States with the murder by the police of George Floyd and all that has followed. In our family it's led to our first conversation with Vanessa about colour and race. Vanessa's seven, bright and observant like all seven-year-olds, and she hasn't mentioned the colour of anyone's skin ever, not once. I genuinely believe that it might be something that she hasn't even noticed, which is kind of wonderful. And it's the kind of thing that gives us hope. So she was having this conversation with her mum, and it took in some history of slavery and colonialism and the European discovery of America. And I thought it would be a good moment to demonstrate that not all composers are white, even going back a bit in history. Samuel Coleridge Taylor was a Londoner who lived in South Norwood for most of his life. He was mixed race, with an English mother, and his father was a doctor from Sierra Leone. But he had gone back to Africa before Samuel was born, so he was brought up by his mum. At the age of 22, Coleridge Taylor had a huge hit with his piece for chorus and orchestra, Hiawatha's Wedding Feast, which resulted in fame and tours to the US, but no fortune because he'd sold the rights outright to a publisher for a small lump sum. It was in America that he began to get seriously interested in his roots on his dad's side. And dad's heritage is really interesting. His father, Daniel, was descended from African-American slaves who were freed by the British and evacuated at the end of the American War of Independence. I don't think this was down to any particular desire to emancipate the slaves. It was just that as they no longer had the land, they were surplus to requirements. And some of these free slaves were resettled in London and the Caribbean. And around 3,000 went to Nova Scotia in Canada, which they didn't like. They found it to be hostile, both in climate and society. So they moved to Sierra Leone in Africa, which the British had established as a colony for free blacks. Coleridge Taylor was quite successful in America. He enjoyed his time there and he was intrigued by his father's family past. But he stayed in London, where in 1912 he caught pneumonia and died, aged only 37. But his music remained popular for a long time, especially the Hiawatha pieces, which were much loved by big choruses, which are a thing in the UK. When I was in a youth orchestra, aged 16 or 17 I guess, we played today's piece, music Coleridge Taylor wrote for Shakespeare's play, Othello. He wrote it the year before he died in 1911. And of course Othello is a play about a black man in a largely white society. I remember really enjoying this music, and it having lots of energy and excitement, until I thought to play it for the family. I haven't heard it since. It's never come up on the radio, or in concert, and I've now discovered that there are only two recordings, and one of those isn't even complete, there's only 15 minutes music. Very happily, there's a new live performance online, and it's given by Chinake, a UK-based orchestra which works to improve access to great music to a more diverse audience provide a platform for black and minority ethnic musicians, and as Chichin Ranoku, Chinake's founder says, to create a space where BME musicians can walk on stage and know that they belong, and to inspire and show that music of whatever kind is for all people.
The music Coleridge Taylor wrote for Othello is really kind of fascinating. It's in five sections. There's an opening dance, full of energy and excitement, and a slightly demonic feel, but with a warmer central section. That's followed by a children's intermezzo, which is pretty lush and glorious, and then a funeral march. The Willow Song is Coleridge Taylor's depiction of a moment towards the end of Othello, where his wife Desdemona sings the opening verses of a popular song. The audience would have known that if she'd gone on to complete the song, it ends in tragedy. So Shakespeare's sort of signposting what's going to happen in the play. Coleridge Taylor gives the singer's role to a solo trumpet. It's quite rare for trumpets to be given beautiful lyrical solos like this. It's really good. The piece ends with another march. This one's military. And as if to make it crystal clear that colour is only skin deep. This one is straight out of Victorian Edwardian England. Pomp and circumstance stuff. You can imagine an army band playing it in a park on a sunny Sunday afternoon. My 16-year-old self was right to enjoy this music. It's great stuff, and now that Chinake are playing it, hopefully it'll be picked up by others and get heard more widely. I think it's music that lifts the mood, and that, frankly, is something we could all do with right now. Click on the links below. Please give us a comment, a like or a share. Subscribe to the podcast. Come back for more next time. Thanks for listening.